good grief. Oh, pipe down, will ya? Some of us are trying to record a podcast up in here, like, and you're just all kicking off in your spooky graveyards. That was Maureen. That was Maureen there. She had, she had some curry for lunch. Oh, some ghouls, eh? I don't know. You try and hang out in a haunted graveyard, and there they all are, just kicking off. Some ghouls just don't know how to shut up. Do you know what I mean? It's just the way that it is. Oh well. I saw something sitting on your bed. I saw something touching your Uh, yeah, um, bring your spooky self in here and rest those weary bones of yours, honey, because you're listening to Comics Youth Presents Lockdown at the Disco, and this is the first episode of our Halloween Spooktacular this year, which we're calling The Haunting of Lockdown at the Disco. Thank you very much. I spent all of uh, 30 seconds on that title. Uh, yeah, I think we can all agree. Uh, I'll be getting some kind of an award uh, at some point for that contribution to the world. Um, 
And this episode is dedicated to all things haunting and haunted, ghoulish and ghostly, uh, the unseen things that follow and watch us, the mirages that sleep on our shoulders and whisper bad things into our slumbers. Um, <laughs> God, you know, I just, I dream of being one of those, uh, you know, like Vampira. I just dream of being Vampira. That's the job that I want in life, uh, you know, while also working at Comics Youth still, of course, because that's a dream job right there. But if I could also be Vampira and present, um, you know, a scary movie show once a week where I just wear like a really rocking dress and make really bad spooky puns and like just eyeball people through the TV. I'd love that. Why hasn't that happened for me yet? Anyway, uh, opening today's episode there was In the Room Where You Sleep by Dead Man's Bones. And that's taken from their one and only album of the same name. And it's something uh, that I listened to pretty much nonstop throughout uh, October. And throughout every October since that album was released in 2009. Ah, way to make me feel old time. Um, I just love that album. I love that it's a concept album about spookiness and Halloween and dead things and scary things. Um, and it kind of plays like a Saturday morning cartoon, uh, but in musical form, you know, of spookiness and morbid fascinations. It's full of affectionate dedications to ghosts, schools, and the afterlife, you know, cemeteries, monsters, and things that go bump in the night, uh, all things that I adore, um, and I'm sure you do too, uh, it's kind of our way here. Um, another interesting thing about Dead Man's Bones is that album features a really awesome children's choir throughout it, for one thing, which I just love anything like that get a community choir of kids on the go i'm yours that is awesome get them involved get them on an album um but i also love it because it's the project uh of hollywood actor and one of my unofficial hollywood husbands by the way ryan gosling who is a self-proclaimed spooky boy um he just loves horror and halloween and good grief do we stand people with a whole lot of spooky in their souls who aren't afraid to show it? Um, yeah. <laughs> He's a magic man, mama, uh, as Hart would say. So today's episode has been lovingly curated as ever with the help of our spectacular Safe Spaces group. Uh, and we'll be chatting uh, about how you know, every human is haunted, along with uh, some very spooky ghost stories, uh, all of which have come from our wonderful Safe Spaces group, who've also helped us out with today's playlist. Um, and to keep these vibes bopping and slooping and haunting, uh, this is the wonderful, the astounding, the goddess Beyonce with Haunted. The winner is Beyond Snow's female pop vocalist. I would like to thank the judges for picking me, my parents who I love. I love you, Houston. Plural eyes, eyes to find 
find the beaches in the forest When I'm looking off the edge, I preach my gut and can't help ignore it I'm climbing up the walls, cause all this shit I hear is boring All this shit I do is boring, all these record labels boring I don't trust these record labels, I'm torn All these people on the planet, working 9 to 5 just to stay alive The 9 to 5 just to stay alive, the 9 to 5 just to stay alive The 9 to 5 just to stay alive, the 9 to 5 just to stay alive The 9 to 5 just to stay alive, the 9 to 5 just to stay alive All the people on the planet, working 9 to 5 
with a ghost by Tegan and Sarah and it was requested by Tom who also happened to share that his favorite ghost story is Boy Scout Lane uh and I think we should probably investigate that one a little bit don't you reckon um but before we do I think it's really important that we try and set the mood a little bit uh so let me just casually hop into this haunted graveyard here like the Crypt Keeper. Uh, I'm probably as old as the Crypt Keeper at this stage. Uh, 2020's on a number on me, folks. <laughs> let me let me try and set the atmosphere for this one. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, okay. So here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Marine, Marine, pipe down. You know, she's been told before, that one. Anyway, here we go. Boy Scout Lane. So, for those of you who may be unfamiliar, Boy Scout Lane is a notoriously spooky and isolated road located in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, in the US. Uh, and it's so renowned for apparent paranormal activity that gangs of youths often hang out there hoping to experience something spoopy. Um, I mean, not that gang of gangs of youths need any excuse to go and gather somewhere, you know, but, um, you know, you've got yourself a haunted street. You're going to hang out there, aren't you? Um, and as the name would suggest, the basis, this street is the basis of a number of ghost stories and urban legends surrounding a bunch of uh, unproven and allegedly fictional deaths of a bunch of Boy Scouts. Um, according to DangerousRoads.org, which, just FYI, uh, is obviously my go-to website for looking up such things. Um, Boy Scout Lane was, quote, given its name because of a tragic incident that a troop of Boy Scouts were killed while on a camping trip in the 1950s or 60s. It is said that the desolate road is now haunted by the ghosts of the Boy Scouts who died there. It's a stretch of unpaved road that runs through the woods with little around it to recommend itself, but many will still often wander down it, curious to see whether the stories connected to it are true." End quote. Interestingly, the Urban Legends Wikipedia page on this tale delves deeper into the intricate folklore of it all and how there have been multiple versions and variations on the story um, behind this notorious stretch of road and what supposedly happened to this Boy Scout 
Martin's troop. Um, oh, ER, hang on. I've uh, I've strayed too far from the graveyard. Let me uh, let me just. There we go. There we go. We're, we're back in, folks. We're in it now. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, the Urban Legends Wikipedia uh, states, "quote In some variations, the murderer is the troop scoutmaster. In others, it is their bus driver." In other versions of the legend, a small group of scouts leave their camp during the night and accidentally drop their lantern, resulting in a forest fire that kills the entire troop. Other variations of the story exist, including one in which the scouts are killed after their bus crashes or accidentally catches fire. There is also a version in which the scouts vanish without explanation and are never found. In some versions of the legend, two boy scouts escaped the fate of the rest of the troop and tried to find help, only to become lost in the woods, Blair Witch style, where they die of starvation and or exposure. In most variations of the legend, it is said that the dead scouts haunt the forest where they died and can be heard hiking through the undergrowth, or their lights can be seen at night as they seek help or seek their fellow lost scout members. It's worth noting that people have reported the feeling of being watched, hearing snapping branches and footsteps, uh, even when nobody else is around, um, as well as weird visual occurrences like ghostly lights and figures, and more extreme reported incidents like phantom buses or handprints on windows, uh, which, I mean, sure, Jan, okay? <laughs> but either way spoopy spoopy stuff indeed and if you have a favorite ghost story that you want us to talk about this month uh, during this halloween spooktacular then please get in touch for us to investigate it further and to read it out on air so email me on amy at comicsyouth.co.uk and uh yeah do you know what we'll see what we can set up for you we'll see maybe we'll have something good but now Let's bury a friend with Billie Eilish. Billy. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Come here. Say it, spit it out. What is it exactly? Your pain is the amount Cleaning you out Am I satisfactory? Today I'm thinking about The things that are deadly The way I'm drinking you down Like I wanna drown Like I wanna end me Step on the glass Staple your tongue uh, Bury a friend Try to wake up uh, Cannibal class Killing the sun uh, Bury a friend I wanna end me Expected me to make you my art and make you a star and get you connected. I'll meet you in the park, I'll be coming collected. But we knew right from the start that you'd fall apart because I'm too expensive. Your talk would be something that shouldn't be said out loud. Honestly, I thought that I would be dead by now. Calling security, keeping my head held down. Bury the hatchet or bury your friend right now. Sell my soul Cause I can't say no No, I can't say no Then my limbs are frozen My eyes won't close And I can't say no I can't say no Careful Step on the glass Staple your tongue uh, Bury a friend Try to wake up uh, Cannibal class Killing the sun uh, Bury a friend I wanna end me
goth. Um, that was the Supreme Susperia by Goblin, and it's the lead theme to the stupendously kitsch and beautiful Giallo Horror from 1977 by Dario Argento. Um, that film isn't about ghosts in the least bit, uh, but about witchcraft. Um, but regardless, there is something undoubtedly haunting about that theme. You know, it really creeps between the cracks of your knuckles. <laughs> Um, I think it's probably one of my favourite horror themes of all time Um, and very underrated I don't think that tune gets nearly enough credit Um, it's so weird it's just wild that it has this deep like dance bit in the middle but also it makes sense because Suspiria is a film about a dance school Um, but it's such a weird tune I love that those drum beats are a little bit off time and they kind of build in at the right time but they hit just off beat um oh you know thank you for listening to my ted talk anyway about (laughs) suspiria by goblin (laughs) Um, and now now for another spoopy story this time it courtesy of lucas m so uh uh hang on because now that it is story time i need to uh creak back creak i can creak I am the Crypt Keeper, so I'm going to be creaking and creeping um, back into my uh, my spooky old graveyard here. Here we go. I'm back in it, folks. Um, <laughs> so, some important context for the story uh, that Lucas has shared with us. Lucas worked in a care home for a while there. Um, and so he was apparently privy to some unusual happenings and this story is about one such unusual happening uh, and Lucas tells it as thus quote in winter last year a lady had just passed away it was the end of the day shift 8 p.m in winter so it was pitch black outside and we had like 10 minutes left before we had to leave The building is split into two ends, so I went down to the unit at the bottom. All the residents that lived down there were watching TV in the lounge, or they were in bed because they couldn't mobilise independently, so everyone was accounted for. I sit down next to the other carer that was down there, and I hear footsteps going down the corridor towards the door. Proper, clear footsteps, not an ambiguous those were damn footsteps me and the other carer look up to make sure everyone is still in front of us and then both look at each other and say did you hear those footsteps too i don't believe in ghosts but there was no one there and those footsteps were going away from the room of the lady who had just passed away no thanks (laughs) end quote (laughs) thanks lucas (laughs) that's a good i love a good scary story that's based in an old job especially um my only one uh that i have which the music may as well uh i'll just step out of the graveyard to tell this one because it isn't all that scary but Um, I used to work in a bar called Sound on Duke Street Um, and I mean it it was scary enough in its own way as many working minimum wage jobs uh, can be for their own reasons and there's nothing glamorous about cleaning toilets at 4am after a stag do comes in way too late Uh, but we had a basement down there which was very creepy very very creepy um and just always cold no matter how busy it was no matter what time of year cold ice cold and behind the bar in there uh you know we had all the bottles and everything like that for the bar and it was fully stocked all the time and very busy looking um and every time that i would go down into that basement to work a shift it was where we had all the bands play every time that i go down i would get behind that bar and I would put my phone down and every time my phone would just go dead, just absolutely dead. And, you know, to the point where I was like, okay, am I, I'm just not charging my phone properly or there is a fault with my phone. Um, I'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll get a new one. 
But this just kept happening and it wasn't happening to anyone else that worked there. Um, and I was just like, why does it keep happening? I would go down there with 100% battery and I would pick it up and it would just go off straight away. And then slowly but surely, other members of staff found that it was happening to them as well. And then one night, we were having a little chill out as we finished our shift. We were down in the basements after counting up our monies for the, for the night, sharing out our tips. And this Polaroid photo <laughs> falls from the back of the wall. And it's some creepy picture. I don't even know who was on it. No one recognized anyone that was on it. And it was like proper sunken in. And it must have been from Halloween at some point because they were wearing costumes. But my God, it absolutely scared the bejeebas out of us. And after that, our phones never turned off again down there. Not once. Not once. Don't know how to explain that. Uh, But... Uh, I mean, a happy ending, I guess, maybe, if you can believe that maybe it wasn't anything supernatural and my phone was just on its last legs, maybe, uh, and everyone else's probably was as well, because we were all on minimum wage, you know, can't get a good phone in that state. Um, But yeah, not too long after, I remember using the toilet in there one night, had my phone in the back pocket, and that phone died a terrible death in uh, one of the very uh unsanitary toilets in that bar sound has since closed and uh i'm very sad about it so r.i.p sound and i hope you come back as a ghost because i loved you very much um anyway moving swiftly on let me get back into the graveyard again here there we go all right all right so bell also shared with us um a far better spoopy tale than the one that i just told (laughs) um and she says, quote, There was a spooky story my friend told me when she lived in an apartment where they said lots of weird things happened, like doors banging and cupboards opening. But she told me one time her and her friend were sat chatting by the window and said friend went really still and quiet for a moment. Later on that day, they said that they were too scared to say anything at the time, but that they saw someone walk past the window. Crucial note here, the apartment was on the second floor. <sighs> yeah, that's uh no need for that one, Bill. No need at all. That uh <laughs> I got right under my skin right there. Um yeah, so anyway, um this is Ghosts by Mayday Parade <laughs> and it was requested by Lucas M. There's a ghost in my bathroom, it haunts me at night I've asked him to leave, but he keeps stopping by Just when I think that I'm alone It shows up again with a friend this time And now this is getting old I don't know what to do
Ghost. 
that song you know um but it's kind of one of them that you listen to and you go yeah they just took a bag of money for that didn't they and uh <laughs> wrote it in two minutes on the back of a napkin <laughs> that was ghostbusters by run dmc uh the lesser known and lesser loved ghostbusters theme tune um but one that i love nonetheless uh, <laughs> You can't go wrong with those lads as far as I'm concerned, even when they're just dialing it in for a, a big suitcase full of money, uh, which is what I imagine that song was. Um, and I'm still reeling from those ghost stories that we had earlier. Um, and I'm so fascinated by all ghost stories and what they represent to us as a society. You know, um, I love the horror genre, especially for how horror narratives delve into difficult subject matter and how they explore societal and existential ills through the conduits of monsters and suffering and hauntings. Um, and ghost stories, for that reason, are especially fascinating because they really hinge on our collective and basic everyday fear of the unknown and our collective fear of death and what is beyond death. Is there anything, you know? Um, and for some of us, ghost stories are horrible and terrifying because they press their thumbs too deep into those sore, sensitive spots. Um, you know, those places that we don't like to think about and that we don't want to engage with necessarily. Um, but for others, ghost stories can bring about a weird feeling of morbid curiosity and intrigue. You know, sometimes even a little bit of comfort. Um, it's like Lydia Dietz says in Beetlejuice when there's two ghosts that she's just casually befriended in the house, as you do. Um, ask her how it is that she can see them and she explains that uh, the handbook for the recently deceased says that live people ignore the strange and unusual and so she can see the deceased because she herself is strange and unusual um, and I think that is part of the reason why horror and spoopiness is a genre for marginalized people all around to enjoy uh, it's very much the genre of the marginalized you know um, because it's a genre that explores otherness it's a genre that explores the feeling of not being default you know, and what's less default than not being living anymore, you know? <laughs> uh, but people who exist on a periphery of what is defined as normal, you know what I mean? And a lot of us do, you know, whether you have a chronic illness or you're neurodivergent or you're LGBTQIA plus or you're BAME or, you know, all these things, you know, the world wasn't built for us um and we can feel very like oh well I am different oh I they people look at me a certain way people treat me a certain way um and horror is really great and cathartic for exploring ideas surrounding that um there's a great documentary on Shudder that I heartily recommend actually on that regard called Horror Noir um, and it's an exploration of uh, horror narratives about black people um, and how um, the otherness um, of being black and the experience of being black in a society created by and for white people uh, specifically. Uh, the horror genre has really engaged with that in some great and also not so great ways. Uh, so if you want to delve more into that, that's a great one. Um, another documentary that I'd really recommend, um, 
and I, it, the name has completely lost my mind now, but it is by uh, the lead actor of A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, uh, which is renowned for being the gayest horror movie ever made, uh, allegedly totally by accident, even though you, the subtext is right there, honey. Um, and the, the lead uh, actor of that film uh, was a closeted uh, gay man at the time that he filmed it. Um, and that film kind of ruined his life a little bit, it ruined his career, just kind of stopped everything dead um, for him. Uh, and so there's a documentary about that um, where he talks about that and talks about the enduring legacy of that film to the LGBTQIA plus horror community. Um, and also like the impact of that film on him personally, you know, and how... Uh, the LGBTQIA plus community has been treated historically, uh, particularly at that time in the 80s when, you know, uh, we had HIV uh, really going strong and, uh, you know, LGBT people getting very much demonized in the press for it. Um, so very interesting documentaries and check them out. Tis the season to explore your horror. Delve into it, honeys. Delve into it. Um, and it's not always just about being spooky. Sometimes it's a little bit of depth to that spookiness. Um, and yeah, so uh, remember, when we look at ghosts, we're simply looking at humanity through a veil of extinction. Um, it's a memento mori. Remember that you will die. Um, and that shouldn't be a negative, you know. It just basically means live your life. Be you. Enjoy as much as you can, whenever you can. That's what a ghost is. It's a reminder of that. Um, and yeah, we're all just ghosts in human form at the moment, are we? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we're going to really change tack now after that big heavy one. Uh, we're going to go for a really weirdly wonderful and haunting bop about uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain this song. Uh, romantic transmutation, I guess. I don't know. See if you can figure this one out. Uh, it's a weird one, uh, and I love it. And there's definitely some kind of a ghost story or a possession story buried within it. Um, I just, ugh, I don't know. I have no idea what this song's about, but I love it, and it's weird and creepy as hell. Uh, this is Centipede by Rebby Jackson.
Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell um, and both those tracks have Michael Jackson connections obviously uh, and they're also weirdly spooky which uh, we stan obviously <laughs> um, now Ash uh, actually requested a different Michael Jackson track for today but I think think we'll probably be saving that one for one of our next episodes in which we continue our Halloween spooktacular with more tricks and treats of the musical and chatty variety and spooks aplenty. Uh, next episode, we are going to be dedicating uh, all of our time and our music and our thinking and our chatting uh, to monsters. It's going to be our creature feature special. Uh, so give me your song requests about monsters, you know, give me your she-wolf by Shakira um give me monster by Lady Gaga you know give me those requests I want to know about and give me songs about vampires give me songs about werewolves give me songs about um I don't know has someone done a love song about the uh the creature from the Black Lagoon I want to know about it let me know amy at comicsyouth.co.uk give me a shout um and until then friends remember Everything is not cool, but it can be. 
Stay safe, stay sassy, and my goodness, stay spooky, will ya? Um, and maybe, just maybe, you might want to take this opportunity to grab your ghost crush and do some casual, sexy pottery. Maybe, uh, because this is Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers, as excellently requested by Ellie. And this is Amy Roberts signing off and getting clay absolutely everywhere, honey. <laughs> it's a ghost reference, folks. Watch some movies, okay? Bye! Oh!